Are we saved by faith alone? And can we know with absolute certainty that we can go to heaven? The answer is no and no. And we're going to be talking about that in this video. So I used to go visit many different Protestant churches and denominations. And one day I went to a fundamentalist Protestant church. And toward the end of the service, the pastor told everybody to make sure that the person next to you is saved. Make sure that they are know Jesus Christ and they are going to heaven. They are assured of their salvation. And so everyone started just saying hi to me. Hey, brother, are you saved? And I would say, uh, yes, by the blood of Jesus Christ. And they'd say, oh, amen. Praise God. And so when someone else would say, you know, are you saved? And I would say, only by the blood of Jesus. And they'd say, hey, oh, amen. And then someone in the back of the church uh, saw that I was new. And he came behind me and he tapped me on the shoulder and he said, hey, are you saved, brother? And I said, yes, by the blood of Jesus Christ. He died for me. And he said, let me rephrase the question. If you died tonight, do you have absolute assurance that you are going to go to heaven? And I said, no. Assurance, yes. Absolute assurance, no. Nobody does. And here's why. Because it's unbiblical, sir. And he said, it's not unbiblical. I said, of course it is. No Christian believed this until after the Protestant Reformation and really with John Calvin. He's like, well, can we have a conversation about this in the back of the church? And I said, sir, no offense, but I already know what you're going to quote to me. You're going to quote to me 1 John 5, 13, Romans 3, 28, Romans 4, 5, Ephesians. And at this point, he cut me off. And he said, can I just try, please? <laughs> I said, sure. And guess what? The first thing he quotes to me, he says, we are saved by faith alone. And once you put your faith alone in Jesus Christ, no works, no sacraments, no nothing else, it's faith alone, then you can know you are saved and you will automatically go to heaven. And I, he, I said, really? I was like, that sounds unbiblical to me. He said, no, Romans 3.28 says we are saved by faith apart from works. I said, it doesn't actually say that, sir. I said, can you open up your Bible and read Romans 3.28 to me, please? And he did, and he read it. It said, therefore, we conclude, brethren, that we are justified by faith apart from works of the law. And he said, see, it's there in black and white. I said, no, you've read into the Bible what you think is there. It does not say we are saved by faith apart from works. It says we are saved by faith apart from works of the law. It also doesn't say faith alone there. Works of the law are not good works. They're the Mosaic works. Even Jesus mentions them in Mark 7, 7, when he's talking about the traditions of the Pharisees, and he talks about it in Matthew 15, you know, bowl cleansings and rituals and cleansings and things like that. But it's also talking about circumcision. I said, sir, what you don't realize is chapter 1 in Romans is talking to pagans and how they don't live for God because they're pagans and they're choosing to live pagan lifestyles. Chapter 2 is about Jews who say they're Jewish and they're going to heaven because they have the works and they have circumcision and they're uh, part of the covenant, but they're living like pagans. And Paul's condemning them for that. He's saying that sin separates us from God. And so it's faith in Jesus Christ that saves us, not the Mosaic law, not rituals or cleansings, and certainly not circumcision. See, the Jews thought they were saved just by merely being Jewish. They thought they were saved, I guess, kind of like yourself, sir, just by doing some things. And they thought it was by circumcision. I said, no, you're not considering the fact that Martin Luther added the word alone to Romans 3.28. The word alone is not there. Martin Luther added to the word of God. He said, well, I disagree on that. Let's just go to Romans 4.5. And it says this. 
and he reads his Bible and he says, but to him who does not work, but who believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. See, it says that he who does not work, but has faith in Christ. So clearly he's condemning works. I said, no, again, this is Romans. Paul is not using works as good works. It's works of the law, works of law. He says that constantly. And he said, we're not saved by the works of the law, including circumcision. Again, sir, Jews thought they were saved just by being Jewish, just by being part of the covenant, and just by being circumcised. And who cares how they lived? They were saved. But Paul is condemning that notion, and we know he's condemning that specifically because he mentions circumcision nine times just in Romans chapter 4. Did you know that, sir? And you're going to bring up to me, Abraham was saved by faith, and it was a to him as righteousness. And the point that Paul was making by even bringing up Abraham in the first place is that Abraham was saved by God. When? Before chapter 17 in Genesis. Chapter 17 in Genesis, he was circumcised. Paul was saying he had faith in God and God said he was righteous before that. So it's not circumcision that brings righteousness. And this was a constant problem. Even in Acts chapter 11, Jews were saying that Gentile believers had to be circumcised in order to be saved. And Paul and Jesus and Peter, they're all saying that is not necessary. We are saved by the grace of of Jesus Christ through faith in him. Not faith alone, because James says in James 2.24 that we are not saved by faith alone. Paul is talking about works of the law. He's not condemning good works. James is talking about good works when he said we are not justified by faith alone. The Bible can't be more clear, sir. We are not saved by faith alone. At this point, he says, oh, really? What about Ephesians 2, chapter 8 through 9? It says that we are saved apart from our works. I said, yes, and Catholics agree with this. We are saved. This is initial justification. When we first come to Christ, we come to him. We have faith in him. We repent of our sins. We give our life to him, and he forgives us our debt. He forgives us our sins, and he gives us new life. But that does not mean that we automatically go to heaven, and nowhere in that passage does it say that. It just says we come to Christ, and he is faithful to save us, not save us eternally. We have to go walk in good works. See, Protestants, I told him, always leave out verse 10, that God prepared us that we should walk in good works. Here's what verse 10 says, which no one ever quotes. It says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now, God prepared us, commands us, basically, to walk in good works. And if we don't, we don't go to heaven because Luke 6.46 says, Why do you call me Lord when you don't do what I command you to? The only one who will be saved are those who do the will of the Father. So we have to do God's will. And in this case... In this passage, God's will is for us to do good works, to walk in good works. Now, the good works don't save us. We don't try to earn salvation through the good works, but we must be obedient to Christ. So faith and obedience go together, sir. Therefore, it's not faith alone. We have to live out that faith, and it's that working, living faith that loves Christ, that lives itself out by his grace, that saves us. That's why James says and that we are not saved by faith alone. And it's the only time in the entire Bible that the words faith alone next to each other are used. So if you're going to point to me other passages where we are saved by faith, which we agree, you have to see the word faith alone, which isn't there. Otherwise, it contradicts James. 
And of course, people, if you want to see, we have a whole video on this topic, which I hope to remember to link here or below. And I said one more thing, sir. You have to remember that the earliest Christians all believed what I'm saying to you. Christians down through the ages did not believe in faith alone. They used faith. They loved faith, but never faith alone. They all talk about works. They all talk about obedience to Christ. They talk about the necessity of baptism and being born again through baptism and other things. And at this point, the the man starts to get angry and starts to get a little bit upset and, you know, kind of changes his attitude. (laughs) And he starts, you know, excoriating me. And he says, baptism's not necessary. Sacraments, you know, the whole pre-programmed response. He says, all you need is faith. Romans 3.28 says you need faith. Faith apart from works. No, again, it does not say faith apart from works. It says faith apart from works of the law. You are misreading the Bible. I'm trying to, I'm like getting passionate. I'm like, you're misreading the Bible, sir. You're adding your own preconceived ideas to the Holy Word of God, and you're trying to make it fit what you already believe, rather than seeing what it says on the page and interpreting it the way it's supposed to be interpreted, works of the law. Jesus was clear that we need to follow the commandments in Matthew 19, 16 through 22. The person asked him specifically, Savior, what must I do to be saved? And he said, follow the commandments. So faith alone, sir, it does not save us. And you can't know for sure that you are automatically going to heaven. The Bible does not teach that. Historic Christianity does not teach that. And of course, we went on to have a little bit more of a conversation. He was getting more angry and angry and just started repeating a lot of the same verses. And again, I had to correct him on these verses and show him the proper context of understanding these verses. But, you know, I don't think I won him over, and nor is that my job. That's the job of the Holy Spirit. But maybe I planted some seeds in his life. My goal in evangelization is just to be a window and let Christ shine through me, to try to be joyful, to try to be kind, even when we disagree on these topics. And in this situation and in other situations, I evangelize people and then I go pray for them. I always pray for them right after so that God can water the seeds that I planted. And maybe someday God will bring them home. And I know even from Catholic truth here, so many people said we were so anti-Catholic, but because of your videos and because of just studying history, we have come to realize that the Catholic church is the true church. Other people have said, you know, until we watched your videos, we only relied on our own pre-programmed understandings of what other people said about Catholicism. But then when we heard what you actually believe, it makes a lot of sense. And you got us to start studying more. And because of your videos and because of the work that you do at Catholic Truth, we've come home to the Catholic faith and we're entering into the Catholic Church this Easter or next Easter or whatever. And this is good news that no matter how hard someone is or no matter how much pre-biased hate somebody has, they can be enlightened by Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit if they're open. That is why we do what we do here at Catholic Truth, to help people to know what Catholics truly believe and to help them see the truth of historic Christianity. And if you're someone who would like to uh, know more about this, if you're looking into the Catholic faith, or if you're struggling with this yourself, or if you have questions, please check out our other videos, our other podcasts, the blogs on our website, thecatholictruth.org. They will all help you to know your faith. And in fact, we have many articles on our website which debunk Protestant myths over and over and over. They say, oh, Catholics invented this, Catholics invented this, Catholics invented this. So we take one at a time and we show why they don't understand Catholic teaching or history, and we show what the real truth is. So if that's something that interests you, make sure to check that out. Please do me a favor and share this video. This is the only way the gospel gets out there to people and the 
confusion that people have about Catholicism can be undone is if you like this video, share, comment, all of these things help more people to see it, and then more people see it, and more people are changed. And in fact, you did that with our Mormon video, and it has a half a million views now, and atheists, anti-Catholics, Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons, every religion on earth is finding Catholic truth, and many people are coming home to the Catholic truth through that one video, the 10 things Mormons won't tell you. So please, sharing videos really helps us. And if you would like to be a walking billboard, check out our new shirts, our new merchandise. There's Catholic, and then there's Catholic, people who really live out their faith. Please check out our website at thecatholictruth.org forward slash shop. And of course, if you would like apologetics training, if you have questions, if you would like to see our social media or support our ministry, please see all of that down below. And if you like our shirt designs, or if you would like a design for yourself, please check out Glory Bound Apparel. They're the ones who created these shirts. They're the ones who designed them and they have shirts of their own so you can buy religious shirts there. Check out Glory Bound Apparel. Lastly, if you would help our fast-growing ministry, please consider supporting our ministry. $10 a month, $25 a month. Thank you to the people who just donated 50 and even a hundred or more dollars a month because they believe in our work. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You can see our Patreon and our PayPal down below. We are bringing on another administrative assistant, another person to help answer YouTube comments and questions. So thank you, thank you, thank you for everything that you can do to help us to grow. And lastly, check out our social media down below if you are interested in following us for daily inspiration. Please pray for us. Please keep us in your prayers. Your prayers are the power behind our work. Thank you so much, and God bless you.